0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict episode four hundred and thirty-four, and today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Green Chef. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad.
1: Hey Mike, how's it going today?
0: Good, my friend. How are you?
1: I'm pretty good. Like, I feel like I'm knee deep in the stationery, which is good, seeing that's my my job, right? It's but like it's very, very, like, you know, lots of cool things happening. Lots of new products coming out. I guess it's that time of the year. Usually, like, September is a lot of new products. I think a lot of things are getting a little bit slower and delayed this year. So, there's lots of for us to talk about um, this week. Which some is new useful stuff that's catching my eye.
0: We get towards gift guide season, which is coming up. We're going to think we're going to be that's doing true. our uh, annual gift guide episode in a few weeks' time, right?
1: Yeah. Can I uh, invite Anna? Uh, Anna? <laughs> Anna. I, I told Mike ahead of ahead of time this is going to be a rough show for me. <laughs> I've had I've had uh, some some goings on beforehand, so uh, I'll uh, I'll invite uh, Anna right now because I haven't texted her yet. So uh, Anna, I'll send you the date. <laughs> this is a live show on the podcast yeah. for for the gift guide show it's like november 18th or something like that but yeah that's uh, when so we're recording it, i don't sana.
0: know if we're gonna be releasing it that yeah, week yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Thanksgiving right right, week. right right but end of november well, i do we're, we're gonna do our gift guide episode of the year
1: so yeah i should probably tell her um Tell her about that. So yeah, so there's there's the invite. But yeah, um, lots of good stuff going on. Chat already wants to know if I'm okay. I'm not, but in a good way, right? So I've already told Mike he's gonna have to pay attention to me. Today.
0: Everything's everything's good. It's it's all good stuff. But you're just you're just tired. Yes. Yeah.
1: Very tired. So let's dig into the notes today and see if we can get me on track. And the first one is a really cool project done by my friends Kat Palmasano and Michael Harris. So y'all know Kat from the Bent Tines podcast. Uh, y'all know Michael Harris from the Temp Track. Or what you really know them both from is the Slack channel. So they approached me, I don't know, a month or two ago. And they had been talking about, hey, could we just... There's a lot of interesting people in the pen addicts Slack. And, and we're just kind of curious, you know, could we put together a survey of the Panatic slack room and just kind of get an idea for our own you know discussion purposes on you know what you know people's ages and people's backgrounds and people's collection size lots of things and the results are in number one however they built the uh the results pdf we'll have this linked in the show it's fantastic, it's right? I think yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> they did an awesome job. I do it's have like a couple of, those... of
0: criticisms over <laughs> the presentation, but overall, it's beautiful. <laughs>
1: it, it's It reminds me of one of those um, uh, infographics, right? One of those yeah. cool infographics pages. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. You could, I, this
0: is good for a, like... For it, it's it got that look to it for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um and then Michael has an addendum video where he walks through and provides a lot of context to okay we understand you know we're essentially shooting fish in a barrel right in the in the pen slack room there's going to be leans to certain things it's like you know, Mike. When you go to the furry convention, there's going to be a lot of My Little Pony merchandise there. There just is, right? That's the way it's going to be. So a lot of it's going to be biased okay. mm-hmm. in the directions of the people that are in the room. Mm-hmm. So Michael does a good job um, with that context in in going through this. So I wanted to. I don't. I don't want to go through the entire thing, but I have a few points. I wanted to to break up and and point out specifically is that okay by you?
0: yeah, let me just say that because I don't want uh cat Michael to be listening to this and thinking i 'm about to like i 'm going to rip them. The only thing I would like to have seen different on this is uh in one of the pages it's called pen hobby they have it's a mm-hmm. bunch of pie charts that are breaking up the um the answers. I would have liked mm-hmm. to have seen trying to see them uh label these segments with the corresponding answers in text, not just in color. Like one of them, the fountain pen collection one, does have it, but the other ones don't. You see what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. you have to correspond the colour because when you see like time spent on ah, Slack yeah. per day, it's not thirty-eight percent of your time in the day. Right. Spent on right. It. Do you see what I mean? So that's the yes. one that is the only thing which is a super nitpicky thing but everything else is great. I do have, and uh, we can go through this, but I also do have a very serious question for the people who undertook this survey. I wonder <laughs> if you know what that question's going to be, uh, but we'll get to that, I guess, as we go through some of this. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, so I think that's good feedback because there will be another one of these. So they might make this an annual thing. I know they've I been talking so. about it. And I, because th- I think it's valuable. Like, no, this is valuable data. And Well, also, for- so there was
0: 154 people that undertook it if they mm-hmm. did it again, I guarantee they would get more people.
1: Once people that's just see how what it is, go yes, yeah. Once people see what it is, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was double that next exactly. year easily. Mm-hmm. Like I I feel like one fifty four. Well, especially is, now is because
0: short. we could mention it on the show instead mm-hmm, of it just mm-hmm. being the slack. If they wanted us to do that, yes, you know,
1: we could um, uh, broaden broaden the scope yeah. of the answers. So the first one the question I wanted to. Point out or discuss was the year collecting began because yes. it is very much a Slack centric answer in that the bulk 34 well, two the two largest uh uh answers were 37% for 2011 to 2015 and 34% for 2016 to present. Mm-hmm. Like that fills my heart, but it's also that's the group of people that are in this room too, right? Yeah. It's the best <laughs> so, part of
0: three quarters of people have started their collecting whilst we have been producing the show. Mm-hmm. Which but makes I sense. Do,
1: yeah, but I do think you can extrapolate that a little bit outside of our world because mm-hmm. those are the customers now to all of the stores and all the retailers yes. and all the vendors and all of the pen shows. And that shows that you know, there is a more current interest in this hobby has grown and has continued to grow. It's definitely
0: something we have seen, right? Like me and you have made many comments on this and that the time that we have been involved in it, and I'm not trying to say that we are related to it by any stretch of the imagination, but just over the time that me and Brad have been producing this show and have been really looking at this stuff in more detail together, there has been a shift in, uh, makers, small companies, and the, pur- and the purchasers, the collectors, has trended to start to be younger, but also mm-hmm. newer. Like, people that are newer to the hobby who haven't been collecting for 30 years or whatever.
1: Right. Which is beautiful to see. Like, even though I know, like, in context, like, the, that's who should be answering this question. right? Like, I, I get that. But to see, like, this past decade of, of new people coming in and to have played a little role in just kind of the uprising of this community like you said the vendors around the community the makers in this community the content creators in this community it's pretty cool like i i was very happy to see that um turning the corner a little bit the nib preferences mm-hmm. chart i have never had a better answer for this question for my uses than this chart right here because i'm actually surprised at the answer so the the question is favorite nib size and it's your and out of the basics right extra fine fine medium broad double broad what would you if you did this like what's your favorite nib size i guess it's probably medium but but that's japanese right
0: yeah i'd probably say medium i mean i really like Broader nibs, like broad mm-hmm. uh, music stuff, right? I love those. But if I had to, if you know, if someone said to me, you can have, you can choose one, I'm going to go mm-hmm. with medium because I mm-hmm. know I'm going to get a result that I enjoy in both European and Japanese sizing, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. I don't know, would necessarily be the same for any other. But like medium, I know I can always be happy with that.
1: Yeah, so maybe that's why medium is not quite an outlier, but it's mm-hmm. at 36% of the chart, and that, to be honest, surprised me. Yeah. Uh, I thought it would be fine by an at least a reversed margin, which fine was 26%, medium was 36%. Um, and I thought it would be fine by a wider margin, and then I thought, honestly, like... Um, maybe not broad but maybe double broad might have had double broad at 10% i think is pretty good like i thought that might even be a little bit bigger because i i just find a lot of extremes and that's my own bias of what i use right in 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 nib sizes so i i just thought it was interesting that medium was a pretty decisive Vote for there, and I think about this a lot because when I do fountain pen projects, I have to order nib sizes, right? And that's mm-hmm. always a challenge. And medium is usually my third or fourth quantity size. It's usually yeah. fine, extra fine, stub like one point one, and then I get to medium. That's like if weird. I'm ordering fifty pens. Mm. If I'm ordering, see, I 50 would never. Pens, have done, I
0: would see. I'm not surprised by this answer at all. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. the more i think about it i'm not because okay. like japanese medium nibs and, and things like that are are really popular right it's the same you're, you can answer medium whether you're a japanese nib fan or a german nib fan and have a completely different writing experience right mm-hmm. so anyway i thought that was cool and then there's a chart in here which i don't know that we'll break down further but it's the more specific grind on the nib, right? This is this is the the group of people that you do this to. do you, you, get, yeah, do you to. get grinds done.
0: So, um, yeah. curse
1: of italic and stub combine for 42% of the chart and then uh architect at 17. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, a good group of don't don't grind my nibs 18%. So, I thought that was pretty cool. So, um the other hobbies chart is pretty cool you know we have we talk about a lot of overlap um i think next year we'll have to get uh like keyboards on there that we might see that one ramp up I, it's in the uh it's, it's in, the in the word world chart cloud. but yeah. it didn't it's in the other cloud mm-hmm. so the clouds are generally the other um like video games runs in there cycling reading tea music so but you know bags coffee cooking you know knives watches you know that kind of stuff is, it, it is cool sense. yep and then uh, the final question, which uh, they, they mentioned, they put that in there for me, um, to post the cap on your pen or to not post the cap on your pen, that is the question. So it's about where I thought it would be. So 68% do yeah. not post their pens and 32% uh, do, which I think is about right. Like this is the question where if you put it depends would take up the majority of the of the circle right of the pie mm-hmm. chart but I don't think I think you have to make a statement like if it if they if you answer it depends then you're you post the pen right mm-hmm. you just do it sometimes so maybe I'm a poster because I guess there's a few pens that I do so I I've uh over the past year almost of doing the friend of the show where I ask everyone that question I have come around to understanding uh why the posters are the way that they are Mike and they're they're not the 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 uh, the demons that i I once thought they were
0: all right do you want my uh, my additional comments? Yes, so uh, I liked the non fountain pen usage uh page. It was really interesting yes. um, I'm sitting on that now, but mm-hmm. what I found more interesting was the brands like so it, they they ask a question of which standard pen brands do you regularly use. Uh, mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen this for fountain pens. They, they, I don't think they asked this question.
1: Fountain pens? Ah, yeah, okay. Um, I would have wanted to see that add that next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Because we don't, that's, I, I like to see this. I like to see pilot retro 51 in their studio in their show design and stuff. So that's cool. But like in that, you know, in there you actually have small makers and large companies. So I think Mm -hmm. I would have also wanted to see that for fountain pens. What fountain pen brands do people use? Small makers, large companies. How does that break down? Um, Mm -hmm. that would have been super interesting. Um, but my, my biggest question that I have for people that undertook this survey. So, it's so 154 total respondents of this survey in the pen addict slack. There's mm-hmm. a question about entertainment consumption. Which podcasts do you listen to regularly? Of the 154 people in the pen addict slack, 118 of them said they listen to the podcast regularly. So, for the people that are in the pen addict slack that do not listen to this podcast regularly, I ask you why. That is why, right? Like, what are you doing? Come on, what are you doing? Every single person
1: should have said the pen addict, right? (laughs) I didn't do that math, but that's pretty funny. What's going on here? Maybe regularly
0: is a thing that could throw people, right? Like, because I understand (laughs) that maybe people don't listen to every episode, but even then, they should be. Come on. Yeah
1: come on (laughs) i mean what's regularly to you once a month i don't listen like i listen to probably all of these shows but i am not a completionist right so what Mm. so what is my definition of like regularly is probably one out of every three or four episodes i listen to and i would i would check off the box for you know the majority of these yeah um come uh, on that's actually pretty funny come on that's pretty funny So, and then, uh, you know, and then we got to get on the, on the YouTube train as well. So our, our, our boy, Mike Madison, Inc. Dependence, 81, Fig Boot is 75. So, um, we need, we need to ramp those numbers up to be, to be quite honest. All 154, um, you know, people who responded, you know, I think we need to get that up. I know people, uh, some people don't do video, which is understandable. Um, but yeah, I think we can ramp all this entertainment consumption up, Mike. What do you think? I think that's your overall point. Let's get 100% on the pen addict. Oh, it's just 100% on the pen addict and oh, it's just that's my only else.
0: Everything else <laughs> can just shake out how it shakes out. My point <laughs> is that 100% of the people in the pen addict slack should be listening to the <laughs> pen addict podcast. I feel like that's there good. is a one-to-one here. Come on.
1: See, all I all I did was like, yay, big bar on the pen addict. Like, that's cool. <laughs> like, I didn't now, look at it more than that. <laughs> I will say,
0: if any show had beaten the pen addict, then we would be having some serious conversations
1: uh, around here, Brad. We we would have special guests on the podcast. We would be throwing would, like, down yeah, at that point. Oh, uh, we would, I I'd would be like, you know killing a man with a trident yeah in that it would be yes
0: just like that scene in anchorman (laughs) if you don't know what brad's referring to but yes that we would be
1: outside of the back
0: socially distanced fighting with each other Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that that then we would be in trouble so everyone everyone is you know you get a pass from me there because that that would be serious stuff but in all seriousness, this was fantastic. I hope that this does become an annual thing. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. it could be like a census, which would be fun because then we mm-hmm. could see over the year how certain things change, which would mm-hmm. be fascinating, right So that's mm-hmm. why I would like to see brands in there and stuff you know, like things about like do you can like do you have more pens that are made by small makers rather than large companies mm-hmm. Considering that this seemed to have gone so well, I personally would like to see it expanded, because I, yeah. I, I think it's I think is a very interesting thing for the community to to see and to be aware of.
1: Yeah, and I just want to tell Cat um, and Michael, number one, thank you, yep. and number two, really exceptional job. Yeah, like they did yeah. a fantastic job. It's, doing it's this, aided so, so much
0: by the presentation being so good. Yeah. Um. So, I appreciate yeah, so. it
1: awesome i look forward to uh to next year's version i'm glad they got this off the ground and we'll make this an annual thing hopefully
0: yeah definitely all right,
1: let's take our first break and thank Squarespace for the
0: support of this show. Make your next move with Squarespace. They will let you easily create a website for your next idea or project and give you all of the tools that you need to make it shine. With your unique domain name, they can do it for you. If you want to customize an award-winning, beautiful template to make your content look exactly the way that you want, They have all of that. If you want an all-in-one platform with nothing to install, patch, or upgrade, that's what Squarespace is all about. They have got you covered. And who doesn't want that? When you have a project, an idea, a thing you want to put online, you don't want to jump through a million hoops to get it done. You just want to get the thing out there. And that is what Squarespace is best at. And if you run into any issues along the way, they have 24-7 customer support. If you need any help, they have got you covered. This is why I have used Squarespace for so many projects over the years. I think I have like three or four active Squarespace websites right now. And that's just a thing for me. Like if I want to put something online, I go to squarespace.com. That's where I go because that's how it starts for me because I can get everything set up exactly the way that I want, looking, feeling, performing perfectly And they have fantastic apps for iOS as well. Like now you can actually build your entire website in the Squarespace iPad app, which is fantastic. And I've done that. I've gone in and edited stuff. I've edited layout stuff, text stuff. It's so good. So go try it out for yourself today. No credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash penaddict. And their plans start at just $12 a month. When you decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code penaddict to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or Domain and show your support for this show. That is and the code penaddict for ten percent of your first purchase. So thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace make your next move, make your next website. You'll see, you know, mentioning Cat uh, was part mm-hmm. of creating the survey. I am using uh, today the Retro Fifty One bump in the night. Yeah, which Cat uh, <laughs> was responsible with in collaboration with uh, Matthew Morse. And Mm -hmm. it is, it's probably one of the best Retro 51s
1: ever made. I think without a doubt. In my book, anyway.
0: it is super good looking. Uh, Like the texture of the pen is nice even, which I I don't know if I've really noticed before on other Retro 51s. Like it's got like a matte texture to it. Um, Mm -hmm. Super good. I have number 007, by the way. That was the number that I ended up getting, which I greatly appreciate. <laughs>
1: There's a long story yeah, behind that. We'll save that for another day. But, yeah, um, the – yeah, the way – number one, I love um, Matthew's artwork. So, like, give me all of that. But the way the colors came out yep. and the, the – um. The glow in you know, the, the dark and stuff. It's, yeah. And, and all the color differentials and everything is just super, super sharp, sharp. So, yeah. Very cool. So, you kind of, you know, went off topic here, but continued on the topic I wanted to do, which is continuing a few community shout outs. Mm. Um, some of my friends in the stationary world, uh, specifically Les at Comfortable Shoes Studio and Johnny at Pencil Revolution, have started to make zines. I have always been a zine person. Um, Being such a fan of music in the 80s and 90s in my entire life, you know, that's how I felt cool is going to the indie record store and they'd have a shelf full of zines that somehow they found, you know, in these, you know, nascent days of the Internet and me picking up my zines, figuring out which ones I would like and then mailing off to subscribe for you know, a few different ones. And I still probably have, I don't know, I got a pretty good stack of zines from 20 Can plus we years ago. Go
0: back a minute. Sure. Uh, what is a zine?
1: <laughs> so I see, uh, you could probably get a lot of different definitions, and there's probably a technical definition, but I see it as just a self published, low budget piece of art essentially. So,
0: Wikipedia defines zine as mm-hmm. a small circulation self-published work of original or appropriated texts and images.
1: Yeah, so I think my my mm-hmm. personal definition was you pretty close to that. Yep. Right? Radity. So, that's the way I see it is if someone has an idea and they want to publish those ideas whether it's words or pictures or poetry, or lyrics or art or whatever and they build something themselves they publish it on an extremely tight budget usually stolen copier budget is the is the OG zine world but now you can you yeah. know go to Kinko's and get your files printed or you know things like that um very low to no budget very raw um you know put together you know very you know kind of randomly just stapled together with the the you know staples that you can find and just basically collecting whatever you can to put your words or whatever art you're creating out into the world into other people's hands whether it's you know you, something you make five copies of that you've hand written and drawn yourself or you make 100 copies that you run off a photocopier, and then Mm -hmm. you send them out to people who are interested in those types of things. It's super interesting
0: to continue to make these things today. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand, obviously I understand the value of the tactile thing, Mm -hmm. but the amount of effort required today to do this, I actually think is more in the sense of how easy it is to do this stuff digitally Mm -hmm. counterbalances the amount of effort it is to put a project like this together where before the internet you would make a zine because how else were you going to do it? Right. But now it's like to go ahead and make the zine, you are, it's kind of like you, you start from a negative position which is like, mm-hmm. like a less than zero position of how easy it would be to get it online when probably most mm-hmm. of the content was produced on, on a computer anyway, like if yeah. it was written and probably emailed to the person putting it together. So it would be so much easier for them to just copy and paste it. Also as well, I imagine these days as well, people are setting these things on a computer and have digital mm-hmm. files to go and print, right? So considering mm-hmm. you're doing all of that, you could just put it onto any like website creation platform and it would be out there, right? And would have a larger audience to it. So, uh, And especially because all of these zines have websites where you get them from, the three that we're talking <laughs> about today. So I'm just saying that like, yeah. it's interesting to me and I appreciate that desire to do it when mm-hmm. it is
1: easier these days to just share it online. Well, then it's not a surprise that people who are into analog tools would be into zine making, right? Those things go hand in hand because by default, you're choosing not to do the easiest things to put words into existence by Mm -hmm. picking up a pen and grabbing a piece of paper. By default, you could open up your computer or your phone and do it the easy way. And, to have that bit of creative outlet that a pen or a pencil brings us as, you know, stationary fans gives the zine makers the same kind of thrill to put this thing together and get their words published in a physical format that goes against everything, right? It In the modern times, like a zine shouldn't exist. And they're starting to have, and it's it's been going on for a while. I follow it just kind of adjacently they, you know, there's zine conventions, you know, it's, it's no different than a comic convention or a pin show, right? People get joy out of making these things with their hands and Mm -hmm. with their minds. And that just doesn't always translate on a screen, even though they make our lives easier, (laughs) you know, producing them that way. So, yeah. Um, we'll put some links in the show notes. I've, uh, I've bought all of their zines so far. Uh, johnny's and Les's, and then i uh it was Les who turned me on to a zine maker called the word distribution who is very prolific Uh they have an etsy store i bought a handful of their zines that i've been reading um they're really good like pencil reviews that's like a pencil review zine is one of them and they're, they're they do a whole whole slew of different style of zines and they do zine shows and things like that so i just wanted to point that out as another way to you know support our community um get you know inspired by the creativity and see you know if that's something you might be interested in in doing yourself like i don't think i could ever pull off making a zine like i don't know that i'd be that's no. in my wheelhouse but i do enough other things you know if i if i would have wanted to make a zine like that's refill the idea for refill was to be a zine or even a, a smaller you know, more official publication. And then I decided that it would just work better digitally for me. But that was the original idea for refill, to be honest.
0: It does. I think that now that I think about it, refill is basically an email zine. With what you do, which is like you, it's like you, you have a, uh, like an introduction essay. That's the word I'm mm-hmm. looking for, right? Yes. Like You have a yes. kind of an essay that you write every time, which I always mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. And then like a selection of related works from other people, which you add your own commentary mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. So it actually does have that kind of vibe to it, which is really interesting. I'd never thought of it that way before, but now that you say it, like, I guess that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: And if I can also add that one of the selling points to a zine for me is that it's never strives to be the perfect example of what it's trying to be right. There's flaws and there's emotion mm. and you know, there's things that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily see from an advertising or marketing firm in there because it's coming either from a, a singular person or a collective and I try to put that through in refill, right? It's not too glossy, right? It's not uh it's not too perfect, it's not too, you know, uh white glove and white tablecloth, right? It's 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 a little bit more personal than that. And I think that's why people enjoy either refill or reading zines, right? Because it, it's it's imperfect at times and a lot of times, the people writing them are are imperfect human beings, and they're trying to share those things about how how why that's okay and why you know they like this weird stuff and want to share it with you. So I, I think that's an important part of you know the the, the zine idea, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice.
1: So. Yeah, so there you go. That's why. That's why I think I've enjoy it so much because you know I, I've tried to do things with that ethos, yeah, um, as well. And um, it's you know it's a it's a platform for all in publishing. So, all right. Whew. I didn't mean to get too meta. No, on you there, that was a but, really uh, interesting discussion. Did yeah. Did you mention I, um,
0: the? Because we we got into the weeds. Did you mention the three that you put in the links here? Yes, Okay. so
1: um, Useful Journaling is uh, less from Comfortable Shoes Studio. that uh, I have that one on order. She shipped the first one, uh, or is about to ship the first one, and already had to, of issue number one, and is doing a second print run. It went so well, so I'm happy to see that. Johnny's Pencil Revolution, he has several in the works, um, and we'll have links to all these in the show notes, and then the word distribution um, as well, so we'll have links in the show notes as well. So... All right, so I want to hit a few product things that have crossed uh, my screen here, if that's cool by you. Mm-hmm. I'm actually very interested in this first one, not from my perspective, but from your perspective, because I don't recall if we've talked about this specifically before. Um, we've had a picture. I, I know we we saw a picture months ago of the TWSBI VAC 700R iris. But I don't think it ever made the show notes because with Twisby, as we found, they used to be really good or really bad, depending on on (laughs) how you want to put it, at showing off their prototypes of amazing stuff and it never coming to fruition. And this looked like it was one of those things. I was like, well, let me see, let's wait and see how this happens. But this is coming to, Pre-orders, it's starting to be able to pre-order, so it's coming into existence. I want to know what your thoughts are on this pen in general, because I, I have my own thoughts. Yeah, and as as a Twisby fan and and you know Twisby Vac Seven Hundred previous user, but I'm not sure that you're familiar with this model at all. I
0: Never had a Vac. Uh, I I always wanted one. I've always wanted one, but never found one that I wanted to go for. And plus, this was back when. Twisby was a lot less um, reliable and so I, I I ended up just not going for it because also to really make the most of it you want to get their bottle as well uh, they have a really they have a very cool bottle right that they use for their vax filling system yes um, which is if you have that you're, you're kind of good to go and you can put any mm-hmm. ink you want in that bottle but the bottles for the system um I don't like this pen uh, mm-hmm. so I don't know. So the way that it looks, it it's kind of a weird look where parts of the pen, the metal parts and the end of the nib, they have a kind of oil in water effect. So they're kind of like this metal-y rainbow effect. And I have not found a picture of it that I like. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it looks they are trying to emulate something that they are not doing a good enough job with. Like what they are trying to emulate is something we're going to talk about in a little bit, which is when you take uh, like heat to a stain- to stainless steel. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're trying to emulate here. I don't believe that they are doing that. I think that this is some kind of coloring they are adding on top of metal is what it looks like to me. I don't know if you know exactly how this is made. Um, I don't. So it says chrome put a link plated. In the, That's the way it's uh, described, and yeah, it just doesn't do it for me, Brad. It it really looks like a fake version of something, which is <laughs> what it is,
1: right? So I'm putting in a link in the show notes for you. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's the same uh, way that Visconti uh, made the the watermark. It's like this iridescent rainbow, but this is the this is the premium version version of what you're talking about right. and will sear your eyeballs if, if you're not careful yeah i hate um, this too
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we'll put that link in the show notes just so y'all can see it it is it a, has wild, a kind of look
0: pen. of like when i was a teenager in like the 2000s you <laughs> would go on vacation somewhere and you would go to like a market and there would be like sunglasses with this kind of <laughs> yeah. treatment on them. Yeah, it looks so tacky to me. Like I don't, yeah. I don't like it, and I would not want to spend one thousand five hundred ninety-six dollars <laughs> on a Visconti that looks like this. Yeah, especially so the this specific is... thing because of the way they styled it with all these Go Faster yeah.
1: stripes all over it. Yeah, <laughs> get some. <laughs> so the the the, <laughs> the radical, <laughs> radical, gnarly. <laughs> so. The Vac 700's only 80 bucks. I I love how this looks. Okay. I, I just do, but I dislike this pen. The Vac 700, I thought they were going to change this at some point and maybe they've had some minor tweaks to the original Vac hmm. 700. It is one of the most disconnected engineered pens I've ever tested out what does like that mean? it doesn't it doesn't fit my hand. It's like these, like the clip doesn't go with the section, and the the hmm. piston fill the the vac plunger mechanism doesn't go with the rest of the design. I don't know. It was just kind of. It seemed like a very broken apart design.
0: I remember um, people saying it's big. It right, is. and when you filled it with
1: ink, it's like a so wieldly beast it is it is but for what it is it, it and that's a twisby's that's twisby's thing right for what it is like it's pretty darn good and it's pretty well priced um i kind of like it um i'm gonna go against you there i but i could never i will not own one of these uh I kind of want to give it another shot though and yeah, like get one maybe to give away but like test it out first and see but like I don't need to add this to to my collection. Um did you see the nib? Like I got to find you a, the nib also has yeah, it's hate, like a half and half coating. It. It's like the worst part.
0: <laughs> the
1: nib is actually a little bit Yeah rough. I found a, I will kind of be yeah, on your side on the so nib put,
0: I've also put a picture on on uh <laughs> from Twizby's Instagram like their announcement. Yeah. I really don't, I don't don't know why, but this just, I think it's because it's like reminding me of something else, which is tacky. Mm -hmm. It's making me feel like it's tacky, but (laughs) I'm interested to see what what our listeners think of this, but this one is, it's really not for me, man.
1: Yeah. I like it and I think it's gonna do well. Um mm. I, I don't need to own one personally. So I will I will test someone's out when we when we go back to pen shows next year, hopefully some point. But yeah, I would it, like
0: to it, see one, but I'm not gonna put the money down to bring one to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh keeping keeping on the Twisby Someone mm. sent me this link. Did, like, did you see this? Yeah. And I was like, no, I had no idea what this was. So it's called the Twisby Eco Rose Gold mm-hmm. Golden Horse Awards Edition Fountain mm-hmm. Pen. Um, had you seen this before? I I think I am, saw I'm assuming it on their not.
0: Instagram. I think they've posted it.
1: Did you? This I have more questions about this pen than the Vac. To be perfectly okay. honest, because this is like a they're calling it an Eco, right? So it's got the eco front end uh-huh. but I'm not used to the back end looks like a five eighty of where the all the the mechanics of the yeah. piston are and to I'm interested in what is going on here. I kind of want this pen for research purposes, yeah because I think the mechanics are a kind of like a Frankenstein of the five eighty and the eco, and they're definitely charging you know, a premium for that. And I'm just curious in what's going on here.
0: Only really, to me, the cap looks like an eco.
1: Yeah. But I'm sure I'm guessing the, the grip section is the eco grip section. So that's the same. It's got the little fins on it. It's got the, the kind of the molded grip section of the eco, but then the back end is like, they even have a picture that doesn't even, the comparison drawing does not compare to the pen they have sitting right next to the drawing, which I don't, are they trying to show me it's different or are they trying to show me it's the same because it's clearly different? And I, I want one of these because it looks like they were fidgeting with, with an eco and throwing these parts together mm-hmm. and then made a cool, a cool pen out of it. And I want to see what, what exactly is happening i would I would get one of these if I could, like they're sold out it was they probably made very few of them It was very limited for the uh academy Taiwan the, these academy are the awards like they made yeah, these, these the, for the academy awards and then they just sold what they had left right, which I can't imagine was that many no um but i I would like at least if I don't get one, I would like someone if someone in the community ever gets their hands on one, I want to see what the deal is because they have done something with this pen and i want to figure it out
0: yeah it's interesting it's
1: it's interesting to me so yeah anyway when some someone sent me that i was like oh cool limited edition eco and then i looked at it more and i was like there's a lot going on with this that they have never put together yeah i saw it and didn't spot mind. that
0: but you're totally right there's there's it's a bit of a mix a mismatch of, of their product lines and mm-hmm. makes me wonder like you like was this maybe the original design for the eco or you know like it was a separate design for the eco where it's like it's a 580 mechanism but with some kind of cheaper body and they ended up working out something that made more sense financially i don't know
1: yeah i was gonna say it would have to be cheaper right it the eco i don't want to say cheaper but the the eco Mechanism looks like it costs less, mm-hmm. and which is good because now we get a cool pen for like twenty five bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, next one I am on. Uh, I got some new caveco products email, like a PR email, and I, you know, it's probably in all the retailers. They're getting all this, and probably whoever signs up for is getting all this. But I thought it was interesting. Not Mike for what I want to talk about first, which is the Caveco Supra. In fire blue. Come on down, Michael Gubberle. Get your blowtorch out.
0: Is he actually still doing
1: this? (laughs) There's no way. There's no way. (laughs) But it's the exact same style, right, of torching to the pen. They did not say that he's doing these at his desk like he did with the original fire blue lily puts as the story goes. But I just can't help but bring that up anytime they do this. Especially because I think the fire blue... Is really, really nice. Like, it's one of my favorites. This is what I'm talking about, right? This Mm -hmm. looks
0: fantastic. The Twisby's trying to do this, and it it Mm
1: -hmm. ain't it, Chief, right? Like, this is the look. We'll have to figure out the technical parts of it because I think the Twisby is more of a coating and this is more of a finish. And what my distinction in that is that a coating will stay the same over the time, where a finish will change over time.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, but the coating can come off, though. Which would be bad. But the, the like that's one of the other properties though, right? Like right. coatings can wear off. The wear on a finish, most of the time, mm-hmm. will just change its look, but it remains yes. the same. Like yes. you cannot make the Kureko Supra look like a stainless steel pan again. Right. It's changed. Yep. Right. So like You'd I have, have to sand to the... it, I guess, and that's bananas. Why would you do that?
1: yeah I have one of the original fire blues, and I've used that pen so much it is vastly different looking than when yeah. I got it right It just changes yeah
0: but that's like if you bought like a brass pen right like it's going to patina yes. it's got a patina it's got a fancier name for what happens to it rather than where it's called it's it's, yeah. a, it's a benefit. yes
1: yeah so these are the <laughs> i'm I'm talking on my butt now this is, didn't really happen, but these are the Caveco super stainless reject models that they took a blowtorch to Pfft, maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm only half joking it. but it's smart it's smart business because who would know but anyway the supra is one of those pens i want to be better than it is i it's a really I hard like pen to one. recommend they we have spoke to, about this pen before yeah. if, you, if you remember when this i did my review Kaweco,
0: yeah brad did a review of it this is the Caveco that looks like and tries to be three pens Uh, in one and it and it kind of almost fails all of those but
1: yeah what i found interesting in this email and again we'll link this in the show notes is they made a point to put Kaveco refills in here for their pens and they have two new refills including a d1 ballpoint refill with a needle tip and the d1 for those who don't know what that is off the top of your head it is the tiniest refill it's used in multi-pens or really miniature pens, like the Caveco Lilliput ballpoint, and they don't normally come with a needle tip. So this will have That's a .4 millimeter needle D1 refill. That is way more interesting to me yeah. than the... Than what the, other uh,
0: pens would this go in?
1: Like oh, boy, off roughly. the top of my head. Yeah, the Caveco Lilliput is what they're making this for, and some of their other sport refills, but... um. Let's see, I'm blanking. So, like, the shown pin has a D1 converter. There are several multi-pins right. that the D1... Like, when I use the charbo the Zebra charbo those use D1 refills. So, like, in the three-pin multi-pins, the Lamy 2000 multi-pin uses D1 refills. So, things like that. And it's always... There's not a lot of experimentation in D1 refills, right? Like, you, it's hard. Like, Zebra makes a gel D1 refill, but they're very expensive, and they run out of ink very fast because it's so tiny. Mm. Um, so I find this interesting, so I want to get this uh, tested out. I, I'm going to correct myself. It's 0.5 millimeter, but in a ballpoint, that writes like a 0.4 millimeter line. Mm. So, yeah, pretty cool. So, like, out of all of the Kaweco's, uh, you know, holiday link, my most exciting thing... <laughs> It's the cheapest thing on the page and that's the D1 refill, but that's just how I roll. All
0: right. Uh, should we take a break here? We've got, actually got a few more products to talk about
1: today and a little bit of e- industry news. Yeah, totally, because I want to hit these other topics. Let's do a break now.
0: All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA-certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow lifestyles to select organic ingredients. With Green Chef, it's easy to eat well and discover new recipes every week that you're going to love to cook. Their meal plans include vegan, vegetarian, paleo, and keto, so you can find something for a wide variety of diet choices. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh, so they now can offer a wide array of meal plans that you can choose from. There's something for everyone, and you can Switch between the different brands for when your tastes change or when you want to eat a little differently one month. So you can choose, pick and choose to which kinds of meals that you want, which is amazing. You can enjoy clean ingredients that you can trust with seasonally sourced for peak freshness. You can let Green Chef do all your meal planning for you, your grocery shopping, and even most of the prep for you, week after week. Their recipes include pre-made and measured sauces, dressings, and spices so you can get more flavor in less time. You don't have to think about how much of this am I putting, how much am I not. They take care of that for you. Now Brad, I know that you have some green chef food on the way. Uh, Tell me about what you've chosen.
1: Yeah, so there were three choices. I was like, I was kind of excited when you sent me this (laughs) because we like, as a family, we like having these kind of delivered meals that we can cook ourselves and you know it, probably at least once a month we have three or four meals from you know these types of kits and this one was super customizable so my choices were the keto and paleo plan the ballot which is you know gluten grain f- grain free meals uh balanced living which is um you know meat seafood and vegetarian recipes and then plant powered which is all vegetarian and vegan Meals. So you can choose between all those I went balanced first, I was super close to go into the vegetarian and vegan one because they look so good. And I, I like that um, type of eating anyway. But um, so first go I went with balanced living and I'm excited to get these we really as a family and as you know, we're all in the COVID times I don't get to the grocery store as much and I know my family doesn't go out to dinner as much so getting to have these awesome meals delivered at home and we cook them all together and we make a little event out of it um, it's just cool and uh, I, I can't wait to give this a shot
0: go to greenchef.com slash penaddict80 and use the code penaddict80 to get $80 off across four boxes including free shipping on your first box that's greenchef.com slash penaddict 80 penaddict80 and use the code Penaddict eighty to get that eighty dollars off off across four boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Our thanks to Green Chef for their support of this show and Relay FM.
1: So I want to hit one more one more new product news, then we'll get into our two kind of news topics, which I think we'll have some pretty decent conversation around. But the first one, Mike, did you see the Sailor Pro Gear British Racing Green Gold Spot Gold Spot exclusive? Yeah, <laughs> with that voice. I have to ask you, did you order it?
0: I have not ordered it. Okay. I, I'm i tempted. Let me mm-hmm. tell you right now, Brad, this is tempting to me. Mm-hmm. They made a king of pen out of this.
1: <laughs> right? How good yeah.
0: would this look as a king of pen? Pretty oh amazing. my god. They
1: will not do that. So but I you're want safe. them to, is what I, I'm saying. But this is beautiful, because it's a deep
0: green in the body. But the grip and the finials are uh, more, it looks like it's more see-through. This is a very, very good-looking pro
1: gear. So I
0: find it rare that a pro gear can be so simple these days and look as good as this one.
1: That's very well put because I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, but it took me a minute, right? Like someone sent me this link. I had not seen it. And they sent me the link, and I just stared at it. I'm like, "Yes, I obviously like it." But like, what am I? I was trying to figure it out. I was like, "Am I missing something?" It looks very simple. It's like I see, I see the finials. It's like the lighthouse look, right? Where mm-hmm. the 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 top and bottoms of the pen do, they do this translucent thing, like um, sailor will do. Um, but they these are green translucent. It's kind of um, I almost want the the comments were the green section almost. It's almost like a trick ink window, right? Because we're so mm-hmm. used to green ink windows and other pens, especially like from someone like Pelican. It throws me off a little bit. But I I think from a store exclusive from an execution perspective, I, it's, it's dead on. Like, it's great, right?
0: Yeah. I would say the price is a little high.
1: That's the new price of them, right? So the uh, regular is three twelve, and the um, slim is what two twenty eight, two twenty 220, yeah, something
0: I'm, like that. I'm cl- I am more 22. used to two hundred and fifty dollars for a pro gear. You know, yeah. like that is more of a price that I'm used to. So, like, I really like this, but I have mm-hmm. paused on it because yeah, over three hundred dollars for a standard mm-hmm. size pro gear. You know, is that's. I feel like that—that that is more of a let me think about this rather than mm-hmm. 250, which is like a mm-hmm. yeah I, I'm gonna go for it. That's kind of how yeah. I've always been in the past.
1: Yeah, and just just so the the record is clear, this is the new standard price. This is not a premium limited edition price. This is the new correct MSRP with the discount pricing that Sailor North America is doing in the U.S. So this is the this is the now standard price for. The pro gear and the pro gear slim so yeah you're paying the three twelve if you want the if you want the big one and two twenty for the smaller one which like i i have I'm better with the three twelve than I am with the two twenty to be perfectly honest
0: okay yeah
1: so you know but i anyway I, I think it's like, a great look, pen
0: three hundred and twelve dollars for a pro gear is good value in the sense that pro gears are the best right in my opinion mm-hmm. but yeah. my thing is that where I would be, I it just makes me stop and think about it, rather than where I would. I you know, if this was two hundred and fifty dollars, I would have bought it
1: already. Yeah, yeah, but it's the same. I mean, over it's the same why I,
0: I'm now thinking about it.
1: Yeah, it's the same reason why I didn't buy Ink of the Witch. Like, I have no interest yeah. in buying this, but I think it's a great looking pen, right? Yep. I just don't need that many three hundred dollars sailors yeah. that I'm not gonna use. Like, I I'm good. I'm good on sailors for a while. So, yeah. speaking of sailors, Mike. <laughs> I might not be good on Sailors for that long <laughs> because our good friends at Bung Box this is have so opened good. an English storefront online. So, it's an um,
0: actual international storefront and, and, that you can go to and buy Bung Box products. This is such a big deal. You can buy pens, limited edition pens, and their inks directly in English in local currencies, you, they, you mm-hmm. can change the currencies on the site. This is so fantastic. I am so pleased that mm-hmm. they have done this because we've mentioned it before. It has always been possible to buy yes. Fung Books products from anywhere around the world. But the way in which you did it was daunting yeah. and confusing sometimes. It's a popular
1: email topic in my inbox. I want this pen. How do I get it? I'm yeah. like, well, you can email them and cross your fingers, right? Yeah. And they, they get it. Like, you know, they're a small shop, um, but they do customs as well as anyone. And they want other people to have them worldwide, right? They're not shy, about keeping them in-house, if you will. Like, they want to share their work with the world. There's no
0: problem from their perspective, right? Like, they have never put up a barrier for me to buy Mm -hmm. their products. But Mm -hmm. just the way in which you did it was difficult. You know, like you know, maybe you don't want to deal with things by receiving PayPal invoices, right? Like, right, right, which is the way that they would do stuff. And, and yes. I have no, it works great for me. It doesn't bother me at all. But I can understand why people wouldn't like it. But yeah, but uh, now they have they have some of their limited edition pens. There's some great stuff on there. I cannot believe they still have um, the Hello San Francisco in stock. Yeah, jump on yeah. that pen. It is a fantastic colorway. For a progress Slim. it's one of my favorites. I call it the Spider Man pen because it looks like yep. Spider Man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's some good stuff there. I'm and I'm also like, uh, I don't have any Mungbox inks, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna look at that at some point. In oh, they're some of my favorite. Yes, so
1: they're absolutely some of my favorite. You do, you have Ebisu gold. I will say, you, you do. I that do.
0: One. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. I have Ebisu gold. Thank you
1: yeah mm-hmm. but this is cool i I like that they're doing this and putting forth this effort. That's kind of a big deal this I think a deal. for a Japanese storefront to make this decision mm-hmm. because they're not even close to like the biggest player in their local world, but to us like hardcore pin addicts like bung boxes like the pinnacle you know they may not be you know the Nagasawas or the Kobes or you know the Morizons mm-hmm. and things like that um but yeah it's uh it's pretty cool, so it's uh it'll be interesting to see how this goes so there you yeah
0: go. i'm I'm gonna be intrigued to see how or if they split the really cool stuff across these two storefronts, so like when we get the next sweet love right mm-hmm. sweet love twenty twenty one or whatever or pink love whatever it will be. Will it be available on this website at the same time,
1: if at all? Right. Do you remember? Like, this is how long they've been thinking about selling to international customers. At one point, before even like sending the PayPal invoices, they would put the item up on an Amazon yes. storefront in the yeah. U.S. and tell you when it was there, so you could go through that process mm-hmm. just so they could get you the pen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Super weird. That's how long they've been trying, they've been trying. to like accommodate their yeah. international customers, which I think But is I'm just cool.
0: wondering, like, will the will like the the, the hot t- t- ticket items find their way to the store? I assume so, mm-hmm. but we don't know that yet. Yeah. Um and also how they handled that, because my expectation was B that you will have they will have two different order systems. Because this is not the same website platform, I don't think, that they use For their Japanese website because it looks and acts very
1: differently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll see how it goes. Um, There's not a lot of inventory on there because, like, they're putting through all their limited stuff. This is not the bung box. If you were going to their store, storefront, this is the limited edition storefront, Mm -hmm. essentially. Which is is most of what you would want to buy. Yeah. Yep. All right. um, Last news topic. Mm -hmm. I got an email this morning from my new, <laughs> my new best friends Mike at UniBall US. So, since we had our Pilot G2 discussion and I made a couple of Instagram posts, you know, just saying like what other gel pens that I like, I've had Pentel reach out and now I've had UniBall reach out through Instagram. And I was like, hey, look, you know, I'd love to talk to y'all. Shoot me an email. So I got an email this morning right before the show. And, you know, just their marketing department just reaching out to say, oh, I spent some time on your site. I love, you know, well, I'll go through what they said because I thought it was interesting. But then they dropped in. Did you know that we are going to be a standalone U.S. company starting on January the 1st? And we'll be out from under Newell as the, you know, the conglomerate Newell that owns or manages or distributes Sharpie. Rotring, PaperMate, Waterman, you know, all those brands, Parker is another one of those brands. And I was like, "No, I had no idea that UniBall is going to separate out from there." So now I'm intrigued, right? Because they have always been they have historically been hard to talk to. Like I can get in touch with someone at Pilot in the US because they have their own US distributor, they're Pilot USA. So now they're going to have a UniBall US I don't know what you call it, affiliate distributor that's not going to be under the umbrella of a different conglomerate where they're just you know a small fish in a big pond now they're going to be their own fish in their own pond so i'm interested they're interested in sending me some products they got some new things they were working on Um, they appreciated my love for the DX. And they're like, oh, I see you made a pin for that. I'm like, yes, I did. (laughs) So it was pretty cool. I just found the conversation interesting because that wasn't on my radar at all. So they already have a new site up. It looks like it's separated out. And I look forward to seeing how they participate in the community because Pilot, on the fountain pen side, they were great. Um, I haven't talked to their new rep Yet, um, their their longtime rep, John Lane, is with a different um, company now, so I haven't talked to their new rep. But traditionally, if I needed something from Pilot, I could I could email them and get an answer. But generally, we would see Pilot putting their dollars in Hollywood, right? They were pilot was on the red carpet. They'd have all these red carpet events and the swag bags, things, and, you know, all, all of those types of things, which is cool. Like that's, that's their job. So maybe Uniball has seen that and they want to get a piece of that, but i like that Uniball has at least reached out to me and said, Hey, we like what you're doing. Uh, and, you know, can we talk about some new products that we're going to release soon? And, oh, by the way, we're going to be out on our own now here in the U S market, which, I'm obviously a super fan of that, and I look forward to working with them.
0: Not really sure that I'm following what makes this different, but I'm excited that you're happy about it. Access. Okay.
1: It's completely different from me, from my perspective, right? Uh, to okay. have access, so this is
0: better for for people like yourself, and yeah, if it affects the customer, it doesn't really make a difference, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I can have if I have a question, I can get somebody. Okay. You know, if I want to try a new product.
0: To them because they're a smaller company now.
1: Yes. Like I can be more direct instead of having to go through the Newell, you know, maze of trying to figure out who is responsible for Uniball. Right. Because if
0: you were able to find the person who ran Uniball or whatever, it would be useful. But trying to get to that person when you're going through this massive monolith of a company is almost impossible
1: right right, right. so okay. anyway and it's more just okay i'm interested because uniball is probably second behind pilot in like the standard pin market in my mm-hmm. i think it's probably pilot uniball pentel although pentel internationally might be bigger um than uniball it probably is actually but anyway, um, to have their own offices in the U.S., I'm curious why and why now. So I, I find these things interesting. Um, the other thing I find interesting is I think I'm going to have to change how I type Uniball out. I think it's, they're going with the lowercase u. For I think uni. they are. Uh, yep. And uh, that's going to be a problem for me for a long time.
0: Because their website, when I added it to the show notes, we have a thing mm-hmm. that extracts what the website title is,
1: hmm right and it and that defaults to all lowercase yep, and it's in their uh it's in their copy as well, mm-hmm. which is new to me I mean so. that's how the logo looks, so yeah they're just, yeah, yeah, they're representing <laughs> the logo in text, mm-hmm. But they do things like they call some things uni, and then they call some things uni ball. Like there's some things have just the uni name. and Maybe it's still the ball will be in
0: all caps just for fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uni ball. So
1: like so like it's uni super ink and uni ball for the pens, even though like the uni ball air is not a ballpoint point pen so should that one be the uni air cushion oh, tip
0: yeah i'm lost man you're gonna have to draw <laughs> me a map to get me out of that one i'm afraid
1: exactly so these are the things i deal with when i have to write the word Uni Ball. so when i'm talking about products all right beautiful wonderful, wonderful. awesome stuff
0: amazing If you want to find show notes for this week's episode, you want to go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 434. You do want to go to the show notes for this one. I think there's a lot of stuff that you want to have looked at. Hopefully, this is not the first time you thought of this because the episode is now over. If you want to find Brad (laughs) online, you can go to penaddict.com, knock.co. Congratulations on the funding of the Kickstarter campaign. Brad Dowdy. Putting in the uh, purchase
1: order, should be Friday, I should put in the purchase order. So there's, Kickstarter, real quick, has a new status board feature on there, so you don't have to send out an update every time you do something and just want to communicate something small with your backers. It's like a status board on the front page. I can say, hey, sent the invoice today. And, like, that be the update. And so it doesn't get lost in the comments page, nor do I have to send out an entire update for, you know, a small update. It's, uh, I look forward to testing that I don't see it out on that on yours out. right now, but I guess I will. Is I'm that... guessing because I can see it on the back end, but I haven't put anything in it. I'll keep my
0: eye on that. Let me know when you mm-hmm. do that, actually, because I just me. I just want to see what it yeah. looks
1: like. Well, I need someone to test it, right? Or, you know, I can log into a different browser or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: Intriguing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, you can also go to spugdesign.com. Uh, Brad is penaddict on Instagram. Dowdyism on Twitter. Tuesdays, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Twitch.tv slash penaddict. You can go watch Brad stream. Uh, I did a stream yesterday as we were recording this where I built my very first keyboard from scratch, including all the soldering. Go to mic.live, and you can still see the video on demand there for the next couple of weeks if you want to watch it. Uh, I was very pleased with how it came out. So I'm going to be doing more and more of that. Uh, I'm still in a beta period while I'm working out my schedule and stuff, but soon I will be also reporting my own streaming schedule when I talk about Brad's. uh, And I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks to Squarespace and Green Chef for their support of this show. But most of all, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.